This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk. Hope everybody's having a great day. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, join us today. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. It's a beautiful day, and I'm actually in, in the borough today to visit uh, Jim Simpson and, uh, and a few old friends. So, uh, we should get good reception. I'm probably just down the street from the radio station. Good deal, good deal. Well, um, of course, you write a column for us and that we run uh, quite a bit. And, of course, you do it for Wilson County. And um, If you're out turkey hunting and you're not a good shot, it could be expensive, according to your <laughs> column this week. Yeah, you were t- talking about that earlier, Marty. I wrote a column this week about turkey hunting and expensive shells. I came across an ad a while back in a magazine, uh, shells for 45 bucks. I'm, I, I don't know if my car costs that much or not, Monty, but it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek column, uh, as most of them are. I, I have a little fun with it. It's uh, Main Street Media, and it has uh, 14 papers in, in different communities, towns around Middle Tennessee, including, including Murfreesboro. So it, it's fun. I, I, I've tried to retire two or three times from the Tennessean, but it, I guess, Monty, as you know, being in the newspaper business is kind of like being in the mafia. They're, every time you think you're out, they, they pull you back in. But, uh, no, I, I enjoy it. It's, it. it's fun. I do it kind of on the, on the hobby level. But uh, as you as you read in the in the, in the expensive shells column, I, I have a little fun with it. Well, you know, um, when I got laid off, Several years ago from uh, Gannett, I was like, I am never getting back in the newspaper business. And, you know, I had a little, I had a, a pretty good amount of grace time before I had to worry about working again. And when I kind of got back into pursuing jobs, um, about the best I came up with was I was able to get my tow motors license. And um, and there's no knock on to people driving tow motor. I was, that was, you know... When you get our age, you get my age, I pretty much knew how to do one thing. So, thus, I ended back in the, uh, the newspaper business. Well, that's me, Monty. That's about the only profession I'd ever known was newspapering. I started when I was a kid, uh, actually before high school, knocking around with my hometown paper, the Crossville Chronicle, and that's really all I'd ever known. So, when I finally retired or escaped from the Tennessee in a, a few years ago, the next, uh, a week later, uh, the, uh, an editor in Lebanon called and asked if I would be interested in doing some out, some outdoor riding and racing riding for them. The Super Speedway had just opened up, so obviously racing was going to be a big, uh, you know, a, a big uh, a local interest topic. So, uh, so I agreed to do it, and uh, and and I'm still doing it. 
like I say, I, I, I do it for the fun of it. It's, I, I enjoy the writing, and I meet some interesting people. So, uh, so that, that and and as some people might tell you, Monty, it keeps me off the street. Yeah, keeps well, and it keeps the brain moving. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's what it is. That's right. Well, hey, speaking of racing, you know, we're not that far away. I mean, uh, June. Well, we we have NASCAR back. Um, what all goes into to hosting one of those races? Monty, it's going to be if if the pandemic dries up like we hope it will. The, the Super Speedway in Gladeville, well, that, that track will be the biggest uh, sports event in in, uh, in Middle Tennessee. It, they they will overshadow the Titans. And again, for, for you know, for your listeners here in Rutherford County, a lot most of them know the Speedway is almost on the, the Wilson County Rutherford County line. So the impact, the economic impact, is going to splash over into Rutherford. It's already made a tremendous in, impact in Wilson, and it's going to be so big that that you know Wilson can't handle it hotels restaurants that kind of thing so it's going to have a big a big spillover impact in, in Rutherford County from the sports the sports angle uh, I'll be honest Monty, I, uh, when when the old fairgrounds lost its its two cup races uh, 37 years ago I thought that was it I didn't think NASCAR would ever come back but I was wrong uh, partly Dover the reason it came back Dover brought one of its cup races down here Dover Delaware which owns the Super Speedway, finally relented and brought one of its cup races here. So the Super Speedway actually got a got an existing cup race that used to be run at uh, at, uh, at Dover. But that's that's getting too deep in the weeds for most of our listeners. The bottom line is it's going to be probably the biggest sport, the biggest single sports event in Middle Tennessee once it gets up and running. And uh, do you see them going back to the fairgrounds too? Uh, there's a chance. There's some some negotiations underway where the fairgrounds. Uh, uh, Bruton Smith, who owns uh, 14 of the biggest NASCAR tracks all around the country, including the one run in Texas by our buddy uh, Eddie Gossage from Murfreesboro. Um, Bruton is, is, has made a, a bid to take over the, the fairgrounds, uh, the fairgrounds speedway in Nashville, and with a plan to maybe try to get a, a cup race there at some point. And again, I'm skeptical about NASCAR giving the Super Speedway and Gladeville a cup race and then bring one back to Nashville, but, but I've been wrong before, so it, it could happen. But, yeah, it's uh, racing is booming, and also this summer we got the Music City Grand Prix, which is going to draw not just uh, nationally but internationally. There are going to be private jets flying in from Saudi Arabia for, for, the, for that race, so it'll be a, that'll be an international event, uh, the Music City Grand Prix. With some of the biggest uh, you know names, race drivers, and celebrities around the around the not just around the country, but uh, around the world, coming into that. So, a lot, lot of, lot of, lot of big doings in the racing business right now. Well, you know, I think, you know, I remember when you first started doing the show uh, with us. Um, you said you never saw it um, coming back to Nashville or Gladeville. You know, whatever it's essentially Nashville. Um, <clears throat> but then all of a sudden, Nashville became continue to grow as a big tourist destination so along with that and then of course the you know the nfl draft was such a smashing hit is do you think that's the main reason they came here or was there something else that's one reason monty the, the nfl draft drawing those giant crowds downtown got got nascar's attention and you know, a couple of years ago, NASCAR held its awards banquet here. It moved its awards banquet from Las Vegas to Nashville. So that's pretty that's pretty strong when you start drawing events away from, from Las Vegas. That tells you something about the, your, the city's drawing power. 
But uh, yeah, you're right. The NASCAR is just, was just itching to get back in this booming national market, the NFL, the NHL, just everything going on. And the NASCAR looked at it and saw, saw dollar signs. So uh, that, it, it was anxious to get back. And that, that's still the country music angle. Again, this going back, you know, when, when, when I was just a kid starting out, the NASCAR and country music were like biscuits and gravy. They went, they went together. And, uh, and Nashville, Music City, was a big, big draw because of the music, uh, because of the, the country music angle. I remember Marty Robbins used to race at the old fairgrounds and then leave the, the fairgrounds on Saturday night after the, his race was over and rush downtown and, and do the final set on the Grand Ole Opry. So he'd come out sometimes still sweaty and grimy from, from changing from his uniform into his rhinestones. But uh, uh, people like, like Marty Robbins, uh, the, the old guys, they, were, uh, they, they epitomized the, the mix of NASCAR and country music. Now, I, I don't know that that link is as strong nowadays as it was back in the old days, the new NASCAR and the new country music, that kind of stuff. But there's still an awfully, awfully strong, uh, some strong ties there. But the bottom line is Nashville is just such a booming sports market that NASCAR was, as I say, Monty, they were just itching to get back in, in here. We're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger. We have added laser treatments. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. 
With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Sports Talk. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, joining us today. Larry, speaking of NASCAR, um, what are some of your thoughts about the season thus far? It's been uh, it, it's shaping up to be one of the most fascinating seasons in history, uh, Monty. There have been seven Cup races run so far, and seven different winters. Well, winners, seven different winners. So uh, I think that's great. The parity and in uh, the sport when you show up at a track. And, and the usual suspects aren't necessarily winning all the races. I, I think it's great for the sport. And also what's interesting, out of the seven winters, uh, winners, Monty, only two of them uh, would be considered marquee guys. Logano won a couple of weeks ago at Bristol in the mud, and uh, 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 Martin Truex earlier. They were the only two big-name drivers out of the seven winners so far. So not only are there a lot of different winners, there are a lot of dark, dark horses, and underdogs winning the races. So, again, I, I think it's great for the sport. I, I think it's uh, great when the, when the underdogs win and, and you see some different names in victory circle. So uh, off, to, off to a great start. Head, head to Martinsville this weekend for a short track race, and it's always interesting at Mar- Martinsville, Saturday night under the lights, just like they, they, like, like they used to in the old days before, before you were uh, hanging around the tracks, Monty. Um, well, we'll move on. Uh... We were able to get a basketball season in. It was tough in college basketball, that is. Um, a lot of COVID issues, but um, uh, they went to their respective bubbles, and the women's champion, uh, Stanford, was cr- crowned. And uh, Before we get to the men, um, it, it's kind of interesting that something, the Tara Vandiver, who broke Pat Summit's record, very interesting comments, uh, and I think that's her first championship in 29 years. I think she's got three. I mean, and as I said, she's the all-time winningest coach. She said, I didn't get into coaching to necessarily about winning. I got into coaching to teach, and you don't see that a lot any days. Now, you'll hear coaches say, I love practices and things like that, but uh, she seems to have her priorities uh, totally in line. Yeah, and I'm sure that's true, Monty. I've heard coaches saying that, you know, for 50 years that the that the, uh, the fun, a lot of the fun is not not just going out and winning games, but to, 
to, to teach the kids and watch them mature and learn and, prog- and progress. Uh, having said that, though, I, I notice they seem a lot more interested in teaching uh, six foot four players. I, I don't <laughs> notice them teaching a whole lot of uh, short, skinny little players. So, uh, but anyway, now no, you're right. I, I think that's uh, that's part of it. It's not just the winning; it's uh, being around the kids and uh, you know be, being around the, all the excitement and the youth and that kind of thing. And, and again, watching a, watching a player development. Like say, say a Will Purdue at at Vanderbilt when I was a beat writer. Uh, Will Purdue came from nowhere. I mean, he, he, I, I might could have played un, with, with Will Purdue under under the basket, and a few years later, he a few years, two two or three years later, while he's at Vanderbilt, he develops into an NBA player, you know, a decent NBA player. So stories like that are fun, and when you're the coach, you know, but watching it from the media was from the media standpoint was interesting, and I'm, I'm sure it'd be you know, twice, twice as satisfying for a coach to see a player like that uh, develop and progress. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's part of what makes the game, uh, the, the fun game it is uh, on the amateur level. And the thing about Will Purdue, and I didn't know I was going to ask you about him since you brought him up, he's one of the funniest guys I've ever listened to. I mean, he's got an unbelievable sense of humor. When he was playing there, was he more guarded then, or did you sense him being a, a, a kind of a funny, wise guy then too? He was he was a delight to be around. Now he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, uh, Monty C.M. Newton was the head coach, and uh, and and Will was a big, big, strong, tough guy. But frankly, he lacked basketball skills. He wasn't that good a basketball player. And Ed Martin, an assistant coach, kind of took. And in fact, Monty C.M. at one point suggested maybe Will ought to move on. That maybe you know the SEC wasn't wasn't for him. But but Will stuck it out. Uh, Ed Martin took him under his wing and helped develop him. Develop him into a player, develop his skills, you know, accent what, what he could do well, and try to avoid what he couldn't couldn't do well. And uh, like I say, it was it was fun seeing him blossom. And and Will is such a nice guy, just a super guy. I've run into him a lot, a lot of times since since the playing days. But uh, stories like that are what make uh, makes uh, amateur athletics fun. Yeah, it's funny when you one of the I think one of the neat p- things about being a a sports writer is to the the personalities that you do meet covering the game. I mean, you got some guys, and, you know, I remember Jeremy Pruitt when he played his first two years at middle, very uncomfortable with the media. And then r- right down the road, uh, my buddy Joe Campbell loved it. Yeah. He loved it. I remember one time, and you saw the personality in him, because I think it was fall camp. And, of course, middle always opened up with TSU then. Um Joe's running third team. I said, Joe, you in the doghouse a little bit running third team? He goes, oh, that's just Coach making an example out of me, referring to <laughs> Coach Donnelly. And he goes, he goes, you know who's going to be running the ball against TSU in a couple Saturdays? <laughs> uh, he, he was he was just getting getting booted a, a bit, a little, little booting. But uh, what's well, interesting, Marty, you're talking about the, the, the kids you, you run into. I'm I'm so old now. I'm starting to run into not just the sons of. of athletes I, I've covered over the years, particularly in high school during my prep days in the early 70s, I'm running into grandchildren. Uh, I, I, I was talking to a young woman a while back. She actually sent me an email wanting to try to track down some information about her grandmother, who was a great player at White House High School. And, and her granddaughter is doing a, a, a thesis about high school athletics 
and had, had tracked me down and got a, sent me an email to see if I could give her some information about her, her grandma that I covered when she played. So yeah. you, you, you talk about feeling old when, when, when the granddaughters will start uh, asking you to tell them some, uh, some stories about their, their grandmother's playing days. I, I, I ran into that myself a couple years ago. I was covering a baseball game. I think it was Stewart's Creek. And I said, you so-and-so's boy? And he goes, yeah. I said, I covered him when, his, when uh, he was in high school. And he goes, man, he's old. I said, easy now. <laughs> well, just hang on, Monty, because eventually it'll be his grandson coming yeah. up to you and saying, saying, Monty, you covered my grandpa when he was in high school. That's right. That's but right. But that's fun. You know, it's great to, to look back and then see, you know, see those, those kids growing and doing well and having kids of their own who are doing well and, and in some cases grandkids who are doing well. Uh, that, that that makes it fun, and and there was one other one that was interesting. I went uh, MTSU had a guy named Barry Hall who eventually made the Titans, uh, later got released after a couple years. But uh, I went down there to do a story on him, and I figured I'd talk to Bruce Matthews about him. Of course, you know the Hall of Famer, yeah. and and Bruce was like, well, you know, I don't really like doing these interviews that much. He goes, you know, I've never met you if you don't know me, and I was like, well, actually. I was going to do the story on, um, I'm doing a story on Barry Hall, and I thought I might pick your brain a little bit on him. He goes, oh, I'd love to talk about Barry. <laughs> he, he didn't want to talk about himself, but he would talk about the other guys. I've run into that, too. I, I did that with Dean Smith, the North Carolina coach. After Fogler was named coach of Vanderbilt, I, I called the North Carolina basketball office to see if I could set up an interview with Dean Smith. Uh, the SID kind of gave me a uh, a roundabout, and finally I got my message to Dean that I, I wasn't doing the story about Dean Smith. I was trying, I wanted to talk to him about Eddie Fogler. Uh, a minute later, he's on the phone, and he said, oh, yes, yeah. man, Eddie Fogler, he's one of my favorite all-time uh, players. He'll be a great coach for Vanderbilt. That's what this game needs. And, and I, I couldn't get off the phone <laughs> with, yeah. with Dean Smith once he found out that I wanted to interview him about Fogler and not about, about himself. All right, well, we're going to have the draft coming up soon. Uh, from what you studied and looked at where do, where do you think the titans need to go well just start drafting every defensive player that's available that would be a start and i and, and they've had such terrible luck Monty, as everybody knows with the first round choices last year and maybe even the year before just just abysmal uh, they, they 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 need to make this first rounder count they can't keep bombing out on these on these draft choices you know they make such a big deal about about the draft and how they study and 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 uh, scout and prepare and and, and do all this stuff to, to try to figure out, you know, who the best player available is, and then they, they draft him, and he's a he's a, a bust. So again, to answer your question, they, they they need help in just about every defensive position. The, the defense was was pretty abysmal last year, and so they uh, I'd, I'd go with the maybe the best available defensive players, maybe regardless of position. You know, they, they need help at every position. Yeah, they really do, and and I think they've addressed some needs defensively. But um, if, if I'm like you, they got to hit a home run. I mean, um, you know, I mean that's what the the GM's there for. I mean, you know, that's why he <laughs> that's why he makes the big bucks. And and you know, who could have seen the guy the the deal coming this year? That's just bad luck, I, I think, because by all rights, all the meetings they had with him went well. But boy, it was. Man, I don't think I've ever seen a bigger bust. 
I read a story in the NFL, Monty, that it might have been the biggest bust of the NFL, the biggest, the biggest draft bust of the entire NFL. And like you say, you know, you can't. I guess you can, can look at height and weight and, and the time and the and the forty and that kind of thing. But sometimes it's hard to judge the heart, and I think that's where the Titans missed miss out. They missed out on the heart and the spirit, and those those kind of things are kind of hard to evaluate. And man, did the did the Titans uh, whiff on that one? All right, Larry, it's good to catch up with you as always, and um, um, we will talk to you in the near future. Always enjoy it, Marty. Give me a call anytime. All right, appreciate it. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and uh, Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Traffic's horrendous when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Inside Report with Chip Walters. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody. Middle Tennessee's women's tennis team set to conclude the regular season on Friday as they travel to Birmingham to take on Samford and UAB. First serve against the Bulldogs is set for 9 a.m., while the match against the Blazers is set for 3 p.m. Middle Tennessee coming off a 2-0 week after defeating Alabama A&M and Western Kentucky last weekend. Their 7-0 win over the Hilltoppers was the first sweep for the Blue Raiders this season. Graduate student Lydia Burroughs has 91 singles wins, which is currently tied for the most in program history. Love star Alexis now has 11 doubles wins on the season to lead lead the team. Six have come with Zanny Bernard with two with Muskin Gupta and one with Lily Sophie Schmidt and one most recently with Noel Morrow. Middle Tennessee and Sanford have met 11 times. The Blue Raiders hold a 7-4 advantage in the series and have won three straight. And against uh, UAB, that will be at George Ward Park. The Blue Raiders have battled the Blazers 28 times in the past. The Blade, MTSU has won nine straight in the series and leads it 18-10 to overall. All right, due to weather conditions in Murfreesboro expected this weekend, game times for the four-game softball set between Middle Tennessee and Marshall have been adjusted. The Blue Raiders and Thundering Herd will now play two games on Friday with the first pitch in game one slated for 3 o'clock and Marshall, uh, Middle and Marshall scheduled to play game three of the series on Saturday at 2 and the weekend finale slated for 12 o'clock noon on Sunday. Fan attendance is limited and face coverings and social distancing is required at all times while at the ballpark. Middle Tennessee's games this weekend will also be streamed on CUSA.TV. Speaking of softball rescheduling, Middle Tennessee has rescheduled its midweek game at Austin P for April 28th with the first pitch slated for 5 p.m. in Clarksville. Still about three weeks down the road on that one, but uh, an adjustment to the schedule. On the, staying on the diamond, Middle Tennessee starting pitcher Aaron Brown was named Tennessee Sports Writers Association Pitcher of the Week for his outing in Thursday's series opener against Rice. The Mount Juliet native surrendered just one earned run and two hits against the Owls, making the first time since Zach Curtis in 2014 that a Blue Raider has thrown a complete game two-hitter. Brown fanned a total of nine Rice batters and walked just one, uh, giving Brown his fifth game this year in which he's struck out at least nine and pushing his strikeout to walk ratio to 61 to nine on the season. Brown and the Blue Raiders are traveling today to UTSA for a Conference USA showdown with San Antonio this weekend. The four-game series is set to begin Friday at 6 p.m. Dick Palmer on the trip. He'll have all the action for you on the Blue Raider Network. Track and field will be competing at the Tennessee Relays. It started actually today and will go through Saturday in Knoxville. The Blue Raiders will also compete in the Joe Walker Invitational April 9th and 10th in Oxford, Mississippi. And one final note. Women's golf uh, had their season come to a close as they played in the Brickyard Collegiate, finishing in 12th place where they had started on the final round. Okay, that is it for this Thursday. We'll have another update and uh, set you up for the baseball weekend series uh, coming up tomorrow afternoon. All righty, Chip. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone of the Blue Raider Insider Report. Brought each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break. 
and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're going to be joined now by Kerry Hammonds. He's the head boys basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy. Kerry, how are you? I'm doing well, Monty. Appreciate you having me, as always. Uh, y'all just came off a couple of weeks of spring break, didn't you? Yes, we did. Uh, probably two weeks ago, we got back, and I'm telling you, it came right at the right time. That is one good thing about being on the year-round schedule. Those, those breaks are... 
they come at the perfect time and they're two weeks instead of that one that most schools get. Did you get any golf in or was the weather not cooperating? The the weather wasn't cooperating with me. Me and my wife took a trip to Charleston, uh, and, and we had a had a blast. That was both of our first times getting out there and I'll be back. Next time I go I'll probably play a lot of golf. Yeah, I'd like to get down there too. I've been to Savannah, which is a pretty neat old city. But I'd like to get to Charleston too. So anyway. All right. Well what's going on at PCA right now? Well, I'm I'm at my truck and I'm looking at the progress we're making on our, our new upper school building slash gymnasium and it's supposed to be finished next month, knock on wood. Uh, it's really moving along. We got our gym floor in, basketball goals. The next step is kind of classrooms and getting our weight room finished and outfitted with our equipment. But it's exciting times right now. Admissions is, is booming, trying to get kids in. People are coming from all over the country. And they're coming to Murfreesboro, which is great. And they're coming to check out PCA which is helping us, and it's, it's an exciting time to be a PCA for sure. Yeah, and I guess you got your spring sports going on. I have noticed your soccer team's had some pretty good moments this uh, spring. Yes, uh, Coach Clems has done a great job, and the good thing, I mean, I think they're pretty young. They got a bunch of sophomores that are kind of their, their main pieces of their team, and so they should be good for the next few years. Looking at your team, I would imagine if you step back and look at your team this year, where it was last year, you know, at the end of the season, um, light years difference. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, part of that was just being getting a year of experience under our belt and then having kind of a, I'm not even going to say a whole off season because COVID hit us during the summer. And so we really still weren't able to do the things I wish we could have. Uh, but guys were adjusted to me. We lost one senior last year, so we kind of had everybody back. Everybody knew the standard and what we were trying to do. And so going from last place in the league last year to finish in sixth place going into our district tournament uh, was huge for us. Um, and I think we, we we surprised a few people, and I, I like how our team finished out. Ended up having a kid on the all-district team uh, in Max McMurray. And so I'm really excited about our next year, losing only one senior again. I uh, hope that we can make as big a jump as we did this year. Well, you know, of course, y'all were back in varsity for the first time last year. And, you know, that league can be pretty – if you've got weaknesses uh, in, in your league, you can get exposed pretty easy. But th- that team last year went from just trying to – find its identity, it seemed like, to, you know, hoping it compete, could compete to where this year they expected to compete every night. And obviously there's some teams that were better, but there were teams that were way, way better than you were last year that you matched up with a lot, you know, a lot closer. Correct. I mean, I, I love the way that my guys fought all year. Uh, I mean, competing and kind of toughness is kind of the standard that we hold ourselves to. Um, and so I think the guys saw the progress they made, and that made buy-in that much easier. Um, but you're right. You don't get any off nights in our league. you got to bring your game. you got to be ready to compete and play every single night because the, 
the teams, the coaches, they're too good. Yeah, and I know uh, uh, CPA is, is is moving up, but it looks um, it looks like on down the road, Webb has made a serious commitment to athletics, really across the board. So I mean, they're gonna looks like they're always gonna be a pretty tough team to handle. Yes, I I think they will. Uh, Scott Dorsey, their AD, he does a, a good job over there, and they, like you said, they've really become committed across the board in their athletics from the, the coaches they're hiring to the kids that are developing over there. Um, it'll be interesting to see who gets their boys' basketball job as Jeff Mitchell has done a great job with those guys step down this year. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to be at the top of our league pretty much every every year if I had to guess. Yeah, and Scott, by the way, we used to call him doorstep um, back in the day. <laughs> He was a fraternity brother of mine, and tell you what, Scott could play some hoops. Really? Yes, he could bust a nice J. Now I'm telling you, uh, I've never seen a jump shot. All I all I hear about him talking about it now is is golfing. Well, I don't know anything about that though. <laughs> but he was he was he was a good he's a good guy. Uh, he was at Blackman for a few years and uh, got a good opportunity out there, but. Um, well, you, you move forward now. What are your guys doing this summer? Do you will y'all do the team camps? Will your guys play travel ball or a little bit of both? We'll we'll do a little bit of both. Right now, guys are lifting three times a week. Uh, they come in in the morning, get shots up, and they'll play pickup whenever we uh, kind of have a gym available when the weather is good and spring sports don't come in. But over the summer, when school gets out, we'll practice. We'll have our workouts continue to lift three or four times a week and i encourage all my guys to play aau just because i want them playing playing as much as they can playing against different competition different styles of basketball and we're going to go to many team camps as we can we'll go to some locally we'll go to some college some high school uh i, I still haven't had a summer where i coach my team in team camp the first year i got the job i came in on the back end and so I didn't get to do anything with them. And then this past year, COVID hit, and so no summer travel or team camps then. So I'm excited to get a chance to have my guys and be able to go on the road and go to these team camps because it's something I haven't gotten to experience with them yet. Speaking of COVID, somebody asked me the other day, and I don't know the answer. Do you, um, from what in your in your coaching circles, and you know particularly what y'all do out there. Are you encouraging your athletes to get the shot, or, or 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 do you tell them they have to get it? I don't know if that's legal or not, but you're, do you urge them to, or do you just kind of leave that up to them? I, I I leave that up to them and their family, and and kind of what they want to do as far as that. I, I do talk to my guys about being smart uh, in every way you can just because we were affected by it a lot this year. Uh, going into our district tournament game, our leading scorer and district team member, Max McMurray, he practices with us, and then, boom, his mom or someone in his family ended up getting it. So he was not able to play in our first-round district game as our leading scorer, our team leader, and so that kind of bit us at the end of the season. I know everybody had to deal with those things. It was just unfortunate that we had to at that moment. 
We're joined today by Kerry Hammonds. He's the head boys basketball coach at PCA. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, Hive now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. All Sports Talk, joined today by Kerry Hammonds. Uh, he's the boys' basketball coach at PCA, played at Siegel, played at MTSU. Um, Kerry, going back to your high school days, was weightlifting prominent or as prominent as it is now? Uh, I don't think so. Um, when I was in high school, our, all the head coaches of the sport or an assistant coach of that sport led the weightlifting program. And now I see a bunch of schools hiring that spot specifically a strength and conditioning or a sports performance guy to kind of be over all the athletes, come up with the programming. And so that's their main priority. And that's something that I think has kind of evolved. And kids are lifting earlier now than I think when I was coming up. I didn't touch a weight until I got to high school. And now I think kids are in middle school, uh, eighth and ninth grade, they're getting used to lifting weights, and I think that's why kids are, are bigger and faster and stronger when they get to high school now. All right, let's jump to the um, NCAA tournament. Your thought about it? Oh, I, I was excited. I was locked in the entire time. My bracket was messed up from the first weekend. Uh, I had Illinois winning it, but the beauty of March Madness in that tournament is just the parity. Anybody can beat anybody on a given night, and that's what makes it so fun. That's why so many people watch it, because you don't know what you're going to get. All it takes is a team to 
match up with the right team or have the right game plan or a certain person get going from behind the arc, and anything can happen. And so it was exciting. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, it produces the, – the March Man, it produces a lot of stories. Even produced one for me. Um, you look at the great run Oral Roberts had um, through connections with some people – um, I met a, a man who was one of the first um, African-Americans to ever play at MTSU. He played under a coach named Ken Tricky, who was the first to sign him. And um, wow. and he talked about the journey here. Uh, he told he's a funny guy. And um, he ended up going and coaching with this man at Oral Roberts and still lives out there today. So... It was, uh, wow. you know, it, the, the, the tournament produces a lot of behind-the-scenes stories like that. Yes, they do. They uh, do. Yeah, I mean, that's just sports in general. It, it kind of brings a bunch of people together from different walks of life and different places, and they're all going for a common goal. And usually down the line, you're able to connect some connections or so be it. And that's what makes it fun. Sports is a big kind of common denominator in a lot of places. You know, and you look at Baylor, they, they hit a couple. They had some chinks in the armor going toward the end of the season, had to deal with some COVID. But, you know, they got healthy. And, you know, you get a team that shoots 40% from three in this day and age with the speed that Baylor plays with. That, they were just uh, – I never thought – uh, Gonzaga was going to get back in that game. I just thought they totally controlled it. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the from the get-go, I mean, it, they got down 11-1. <clears throat> yeah. And it was really evident that Baylor was the better team. They had the better guards for sure. And it was one of those nights where they weren't missing. Uh, I really enjoy watching Baylor play just because of their guards and the way that they defend. They're all physical. They all move their feet. And they play so freely on the offensive end. They're they're a very fun team to watch. You know, and they got a a big kid that can come off the bench and stroke it from all over the place. And a very unselfish team. I mean, they might have a different. They might go five games and have five different leading scores. Exactly, exactly. And they're so unselfish. They all know how to play. The ball just moves. Passes are on time and on target, and guys are always <clears throat> ready to shoot. All right, I'm going <clears> to <throat> bug your ear here because a lot of people ask me this. Obviously, middle, um, which is close to your heart, you played there. Um, another tough season. Um, somebody asked me, what do they got to do? And I was like, well, you know, you look at North Texas. They win the tournament. They go on. They knock off Purdue. Uh, they led middle by four with four minutes to go in the tournament. And then next thing you know, they go on a – 15 to nothing run and that was kind of a microcosm of middle season you know they would be right there and give up a big run and so i ask you to me they need that difference maker that everybody in their league seems to have where they keep a where somebody instead of going on a a 12 10 run uh, they got a guy that can go get a bucket to hold it to a 4-0 run. When you look at middle, what are your thoughts about them? Uh, I, I would agree. I, I think you just need a guy that impacts 
winning and is going to drag other guys along with him no matter what, that he's not going to let the team lose. Uh, like you said, I mean, they were in games, but it seemed like when a little bit of adversity hit, it kind of kind of went downhill. And they hit a lot of adversity this year as far as COVID and uh, guys not playing, injuries and whatnot. I've talked to Nick a few times this year. And, I, I mean, they just couldn't really catch a break. And so I know that they're going to be going after some, some transfers, grad transfers to come in and guys that can impact winning right away. I mean, that's what you need. Um, you need guys that are used to winning and are do, are going to do whatever it takes to impact the game. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know what the end result of this portal is going to be, if it's going to be good for basketball, the college game, or bad. But I'll say this. Uh, it gives teams an opportunity right now to get better in a hurry. Yes. Uh, and like you said, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, it seems like a lot of times these kids are going in just when they hit a little adversity uh, and they're just putting their name in the portal. Uh, and that that's kind of – I don't really like that. I like to kind of go through adversity to get to the other side and get to the success. But I do think that it will help teams kind of rebuild quicker. You're going to get – Guys that have played at a higher level, if you're a mid-major, as a high major, you'll be able to get guys that have proven themselves in lower leagues. And so it it will be interesting to see how the portal goes as we move forward. Because I think, I mean, I may be wrong, I think it's over a 1,000 names in the portal right now. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So I think 65% of uh, Division I players are now transferring. That's a very high rate, obviously. Wow, <laughs> so. and that just puts the coaches in a, in a in a bad spot to coach these guys hard, because I mean the harder you coach them, they, they may want to leave. If they don't yeah. have the tough skin of some kids, you coach them hard because you see the potential in them, and they don't like it. They'll just put their name in the portal and go somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. Well, Carrie, good to catch up with you as always. Tell everybody at PCA hello for us, and uh, have a great day. Will do, Monty. Thanks for having me again, brother. Take it easy. All right. That's Kerry Hammonds joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.